How are y'all doing today? I hope you guys are off to a great start on this blessed Wednesday. Before I go any further though, obviously, just want to offer my condolences to the families obviously involved in the tragic accident this past weekend that obviously involves NBA legend and superstar Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope we can brighten up you guys' week with Coleman Hawkins. You guys are not gonna, not gonna wanna miss what he has to say today. This is gonna be a very special interview with the prolific star and of course, the Illinois 2020 commit. But with that being said, there's still a lot of big time stuff upcoming on Shoes Views that I promise you're not gonna miss hearing from. So make sure to head over to Instagram and Twitter and follow me as X Shoemaker and make sure to subscribe to whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And if you're on listening to this on YouTube, make sure to head over and subscribe, like and comment over there as well. With that being said, I think we're gonna hop right on in. So let's get started right after this. I'm blessed to welcome on the number 137 ranked player in 2020, a four-star, the number 20 overall power four, and the number 11 player in California. He's one of the star players in the top 10 ranked prolific prep, and he's obviously one of the first commits to Illinois' 2020 recruiting class, which currently ranks number 13 in Coleman Hawkins. What's going on today, bro? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Right, no problem. So I mean, let's hop right into this. Obviously, you're in the midst of a season playing with prolific. Obviously, you guys are one of the top teams, if not the top team in all the country. Talk about what the season's been like so far. Uh, the season, it, it's been good so far. Uh, we've just been missing, like I say, a, a little bit of trust, uh, trusting each other. We've been playing very well together, though. Uh, but just missing trust and uh, and a lot of defensive things that could have uh, made us win uh, all of our games instead of, you know, we lost three, but a close, tough three to very good opponents. But just some defensive things and trusting and, that's probably the two main things that that's been up with our season this year. But all in all, it's been a, it's been a great season so far. No doubt. I think we look at you guys. I mean, obviously you guys were, I think went up to 17 O's when you guys finally lost, but I mean, you guys obviously lost a lot of injuries in that very first game when you guys lost out there. I mean, obviously Namari got hurt. You weren't playing. My watch still yeah. wasn't playing. So, I mean, that's a loss where you take away three stars, very hard to win those kind of games. And the other one just, you guys are starting to get everyone back. here's a full force almost. I mean, Having that and clicking is going to be a huge thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then talk about was the last weekend of grind session you guys just played. Talk about what that weekend was like. Uh, this weekend, you know, it, it, it started off good. You know, uh, we we played all right the first game, I think, against Belvis. So we came out slow, but we usually come out slow. But we came back in the second half playing good. The next game, we played uh, Dream City. Tough team, we know. You know, uh, they beat we beat them before by a buzzer beater. So of course they would want to come and come out there and beat us in our own tournament. But uh, we like like I said, we came out slow. Normally do that. Came in second half, uh, playing good defense. Started chipping back, and then last minute or so, you know, they got uh, open layup, open three. So uh, that that was a a win for them, and then third loss of the season for us and then the last game we played it was phoenix prep phoenix prep is pretty good uh we were missing namari but uh we we got the win i thought we played pretty good shared the ball well jalen had like 40 and uh yeah i thought we i thought we played really well together mm-hmm. and obviously yesterday was an emotional game obviously i mean going yeah. into it Something that a lot of people, obviously in the basketball world, but I think around the world, no matter basketball players, football, or just normal people, obviously embrace. So talk about what it was like getting ready to prepare in that game and being able to go out there and still play. You know, it, it just like 
the shock. Like I, I couldn't even get sad over, you know, uh, Kobe passing. And I couldn't even imagine how him and everyone else on the helicopter was feeling. But like, like even as a basketball player, it didn't even, I didn't want to go out there and play. Like there's just like a, a part of me that was just like, Oh gosh, like that's so bad. Like, you know, I, um, my, my, uh, my dad, I have three sisters, you know, I grew up traveling to a basketball game and, uh, with three of my sisters and I'd always go to the basketball games on the weekend. Like no one thinks of going, you're just going to a basketball game and a tragedy happens, especially with one of the, the, the greatest players to ever play the game that changed the game that inspired so many people. So it was just like shocking for me, my family, for everyone. And, uh, it, it, to me, yeah, it was it was hard to like just even have like the confidence, the energy to go out there and play. But we got it done. Jalen wore his Kobe's, dropped forty. You know, Jordan Pope's a huge Kobe fan, but he, we all we all got the job done. So it was it was it was good to get the win. But it's just sad to think about uh, how Kobe's gone. Without doubt, I think what you touched up on there is so key because I mean, obviously, no, we don't travel in helicopter star games. At least most people don't. But yeah. just the fact that you said it was just it was just it was just an occasional game. I mean, just what they do pretty much every week, and that all high school players really do just heading to a game, AAU basketball, and something like a tragedy like that happens. Why well, I think so many people could relate to that because so many people are on the weekends, are on the daily day basis going to practice their games. Yeah, just like like I was saying, my dad, we grew up with him, my my mom sacrificing their time to take us somewhere, and then for for us to just like. Th- even think about that like i could i could never imagine that happening in my family that's that's horrible so. mm-hmm. without a doubt so I mean, let's talk about your family too i mean you guys are come from a very rich basketball background i mean your dad played at san Diego state obviously your sister played at evansville talk about what it's been like growing up in a basketball family uh it's been great uh just seeing all my sisters go through high school they went to antelope high school i went there for two years all of them went there they made history there uh Two of them are in the Hall of Fame there. One of my sisters, hold they hold almost all the records. They basically started that Antelope program. Uh, my sister Taylor was the first uh, graduating class there. It opened up in 2008, I believe, and she graduated and uh, opened up. I don't remember the exact year, but she graduated in like 2011, I think it was. But mm-hmm. they basically started that whole program. I, I got to see it all. My sisters hold all the records and everything. Got to see them play for uh, section titles, all that. And then going to that school, living up to their legacy, and then being good enough to put myself in a position where I can move out of Sacramento and sacrifice everything for the game of basketball, come to prolific prep. And then I'm starting to, you know, embrace the role, uh, taking over that basketball spot and then being able to uh commit and sign like they were able to do which is it's a great feeling and then uh, also I have a great uncle that played in the NBA went to Notre Dame Tommy Hawkins living up to that and then my dad and I I, I just I'm just super proud and happy for what I'm doing and uh with the la- uh, the last name of Hawkins and representing them so it's great to represent having such a rich family background and being able to live up to that's a huge thing and just seeing the way that you can have role models and all that. But one thing you talked about there is obviously you put yourself in a position, obviously, to go play a prolific. And that's a prep level that I think it's a, it's a really big platform that people are starting to embrace now where you get to travel across the country and you get to go play at a high level. 
So what yeah. is that like? What what went into that decision originally to go transfer to Prolific? Uh, well, my sophomore year at Antelope, uh, I was on the team with a lot of seniors, and uh, I was a, a yeah, I was a sophomore. There's a lot of seniors, so uh, playing on varsity, it was it wasn't tough, but it was just like you know connecting with the seniors and playing with them. It was kind of tough, but uh, actually. A media outlet called Cali Hoop came to a game once to record me, and I didn't. I didn't really get to the ball. I didn't really get to shoot a lot of shots, and he was just like upset. So he went on like a little rant on Twitter, saying like, "Like you got this six kid, t- uh, six eight kid uh, out here trying to hoop, and you got the seniors trying to shine and everything, just like going on a little rant." And then he's like, "This kid really needs to consider prolific prep." And I was like, "Prolific prep? What? Like I, I heard." very like little about it i know jordan brown went there jordan brown school is like five minutes away from antelope his, his old school wood creek but i like i didn't even know where napa was i was like prolific prep nah so they hit me up on twitter and then uh i told my dad and then he was like well, you should really consider it and uh and then i was like you know I, I was thinking about it i came to a workout in the spring and I liked all the players, and I knew Namari because of Dream Vision. That's that's that was a year I played for Dream Vision, but I considered it. And then uh, next next fall, I was enrolled at Prolific Prep. So it was kind of like a last minute thing, actually. To be honest, like in the summer, I didn't know I was gonna go there, but we made it happen. And yeah, in fall I was enrolled there and playing. So it was kind of cool. That's awesome. And I think a lot of people look at players that transfer out of high school. I mean, a lot of people like to stay traditional and stay to high schools, but they don't look at the what really happened at the place. I mean, obviously, it's hard to maybe use it, utilize a player that's like that and putting it, putting it against a higher level that knows how to play and use top players in the country is obviously a lot beneficial for you as well. Yeah, for sure. It's just a lot of people, You anyone can stay in high school and average 30 points a game and it'll do nothing for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I look at it as I already moved out of Sacramento. I made it out of Sacramento, basically. That's how I look at it. I sacrificed everything in high school to come live with us, live with strangers, you know, build a bond with them, uh, and come work with my teammates every day, play against the best uh, competition in the country, you know, and traveling everywhere. But like I said, people really don't know how to become winners in regular high school basketball. You can you could go and have 40 points. If I was at Antelope right now, I could be having 40 points, breaking all these records, but it would do nothing for me. I wouldn't be a winner. Dudes can average 40 points and still have a, a 9 and 20 record. Mm. It doesn't do anything for them. So coming to Prolific, it's it's really uh, truly really, uh, showed me the real game of basketball, how to win, and just. Uh, a whole bunch of off the court stuff too, just becoming a better person, you know, and just, yeah, it's just, it's helped, it's helped a whole bunch. A lot of exactly. sacrifices, but it's helped a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you, like I said, I mean, you look at it, going to prolific, you put yourself in a position that honestly looks a lot like what it could look like in the NBA. I mean, obviously people can look at that. You're ranked 137, whatever. I think obviously a lot of people see us potentially going to the NBA eventually, but you look at I me, mean, we see Jalen being a superstar now, and I'm, I can imagine he's going to be a superstar for many years to come. And same thing yeah, with Namar, yeah. he's going to be a really good NBA player. And Frank, I mean, you guys got a lot of talent. So you've been able to fit in a role, averaging double digit numbers, getting a lot of rebounds, playing defense like you do, obviously facilitates and people can look at that as 
hey, he can go play at this level in a role that we see him playing for sure in college and probably even down the road at the NBA. Yeah, like I said, it's really about being a winner and winning a winning character. Jalen is one of the five stars that I've played with that I, I could say I love playing with because he's a winner. He knows how to win. He has good character. He's never really – he's never negative. He passes the ball. He's just, he's a great player to play with. So just being a winner, and just that's what it's really taught me to be uh, coming here to prolific. Mm-hmm. Let's touch up a little bit on Jalen. I mean – I think, obviously, now he's replaced Evan Mobley as the number one player on ESPN. And, I mean, we see what he can do. I mean, we know he's one of the most electric players in the country, regardless of class. But I think one thing that a lot of people – the biggest question mark about him heading into this year was, obviously, how much focus is he on basketball at the time and is it about media? And I think he's completely turned that down where we see him 100% all in on basketball. And, obviously, that's why he's portrayed doing what he's doing this year. Yeah. Um, just – just he's, he's really, I think – focused on more than high school but I think it's in a good way like he could easily easily have 40 points a game but he's he can he distributes the ball he may he makes sure he makes sure that everyone gets a shot uh he like he'll tell me he'll be like yo we got to get you going he'll come up to Jordan and be like yo you got to shoot the ball like he's just like one of the five stars that I say like I, I played with five stars you know, and really, it, it's not fun. But, like, he makes it more fun. It brings all the media to our games. He's brought, you know, I started the season with, like, 3,000 followers. Now everybody knows who I am, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just, he brings a whole bunch of stuff to the table that's, that's, like, super positive. And I can't, I really can't complain about Jalen. Jalen's really cool to play with. Absolutely. And that's something, too, like, you just said, I mean, him having the media presence is something that, Getting that at such a young age like he was able to get is something that's not easy to deal with. I mean, we see a lot of players fall off because they're so popular in the beginning. It's super hard to sustain that for four or five years. It's something for him to be able to do that and not only sustain it, but he's got better each year. It's a huge accomplishment and huge testament to him. Yeah, and I salute him, too, because he could be at San Joaquin Memorial averaging like 60 right now. But he came here and made sacrifices, and he's still hooping. Everybody loves him, and he's he proved why he should be the number one spot. Absolutely. And so now for you, I mean, obviously you're alongside, we've talked about multiple D1 players. I mean, obviously Mawat's still in college. We know Namari, we know Jalen's going to go eventually, whatever the route he might take. But you're playing alongside a lot of these guys. So talk about what it's like seeing and knowing these bonds and these friendships you have, getting ready to go play in college with you next year. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just it's just like the, the guy's character is like everyone gets along. Like there's no, there's never anything negative. Uh, we're always competing in practice. Everyone brings out a competitive side, so it's just great to be around them. Uh, like I was saying, in regular high school, you don't really get that. You know, if if you're the best player, you you're I'm I'm six ten. I'd be a six ten center, but at prolific, I'm a I'm a six ten three guard, uh, facilitating the floor, bringing the ball up, doing different stuff like that. So we all fit in. We all we all get along. We all compete, and everyone just like has a bond together every everyone's wanting to get better everyone wants to see each other do good so it's it's great to be out here with all these other uh division one athletes soon to be and yeah it's, it's just it's just great to be out here absolutely now heading to college this next year 
Obviously, it's going to be an awesome thing getting to go home. But to talk about the relationships, obviously, we just talked about the guys that are prolific, but you've also had guys playing through AAU, Dream Vision, and those camps you've been a part of. So talk about what it's like seeing some of your close friends also commit now and be able to go live out the same dream you are. Yeah, because, like, you know, Will McClendon, he just committed. Dude, he's from SAC. Uh, I've been knowing Will since, like, first grade. Devin Askew, we've been playing each other since, like, first grade. He's from SAC. Uh, Issa Silva's blown up. He's from SAC. Like, all these SAC guys. Jabri, I've known Jabri since, like, third grade. He He's committed to Virginia. So, like, it, it's so crazy how things work out and how, like, well the basketball community can, you know, uh, relate and come together. And, you know, I've made so many friends. Dominic Harris, one of my good friends, going to Gonzaga. Like, it's just crazy how the basketball world can just, like, bring people together and, like, and I'm sure, like, everyone wants to see each other shine and go to college and do great things. And I feel like uh, these these up, up and coming classes, 2020 and 2021, are these they're just really tough classes. And going to college, it's, it's going to be great and just compete against all these people that I've been playing against for so long and finally seeing where we're coming. It's just it's going to be great. Absolutely. So now let's talk about your decision. I mean, you obviously are going home. You're going to Illinois. Talk about what it's like being able to go out there. Uh, it's it's great uh, knowing that uh, all the stress is off in the recruiting process. I'm I'm signed and I'm going to be out there to a great team. They're killing right now. Mm. Uh, and knowing I have family in Chicago, not too far from Champaign, uh, just it's just like a whole bunch of stress off my shoulders and. Uh, it, it's really a blessing, too. Uh, I feel like I picked the right spot. Uh, I, ha- I was up there with San Diego State. Uh, it was like it was really San Diego State and uh, and Illinois. But uh, I picked Illinois. They don't they really don't have anyone who's like me. So and the, the characters on that team and the coaching staff, it's great. So I just feel like I can't wait to get to college, to, to be honest. It's, it's going to be so fun. Absolutely. And you just talk about the coaching staff. I mean, obviously, Coach Underwood, he's raved about you multiple times, especially when you went out there and we got you and Mario able to go home and play out there. But he came in, he talked about you got your game and the way he's going to utilize you next year. So talk about what your guys' relationship is like. Uh, you know, our relationship is cool. Uh, they've been recruiting me for since like summer of sophomore year before I even went to Prolific. So I've known Chin. Chin knew my family because he's from Chicago. Uh, but Coach Underwood is just super cool. Uh, I like his aggressiveness when he coaches. It doesn't bother me one bit. I went to a practice, and he's yelling and all that. But, and he, it was an open practice, too, so he's doing that in front of everybody. So it, it doesn't bother me one bit. I can't wait to get out there. And uh, like I said, they really don't have anyone like me, so being able to space the floor for them, and uh, I can guard several several positions and – uh, facilitate, you know, get the ball into Kofi, uh, take some stress off of him, be able to score. They, they're definitely missing some scoring uh, components. But uh, just and then being there with Andre and Adam, that's going to be great, too, because they might lose IO to the league. You never know. So uh, just just having them there. And then I, I feel like we're going to be rolling next year. I feel like we're going to be super good. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they moved up to the rankings. Not a lot of people saw them as being a legit team this year. 
I mean, they're obviously already making a statement. And like you said, you guys have the number 13 recruiting class. I mean, you guys are bringing in Adam, which I think is one. I think he's a top 30 player easily. I don't Anyone who doesn't have him in there is ridiculous. But him and obviously we've seen what Andre can do as well. I mean, talk about what you guys and your guys' bond is like. Um, me and Andre talk usually more than Adam. But, uh, you know, I let Adam do his own thing. I'll, I'm sure me and Adam are going to connect easy when I – because I usually get along with everybody. Uh, when I meet him in person and everything, but me and uh, Andre just talk about, you know, what Illinois is missing right now and what we can bring to the table for next year. That's, that's about it. But we, you know, we have each other on Snapchat and Instagram. We follow each other and we talk sometimes, but uh, it's just, it's just cool that, uh, you know, I committed and then they committed. And now we have the 13th recruiting class in the nation. Honestly, I feel like we should be even more, up there but uh it's it's going to be exciting you know we're going to be really good no doubt so i think always being the first piece of a recruiting class is something that kind of is a test for you i mean obviously he's the first person to commit so what was that feeling like knowing okay you're going to go in as the one first guy and who else is going to come in yeah they they told me who their recruits were and uh i was just i i did my visit and I, on the spot i was like yeah this is the place for me i told my dad i i, I don't think there's anywhere else i can see myself going i uh i wanted to do some visits but i was at the same time i was like nah this i think this is a place so i committed and everyone was so happy for me and then they called me and they're like you know i think we're gonna get these two players and i was like that's even more great i heard the news about andre he came and I was like, oh, yes, this is, it's all playing out. And then Adam committed. And like, it's just like it's so like stress relieving, too, and just so exciting that these are the guys you're going to be playing with next year. And and I'm just so excited to get out there and start playing and get stronger, more physical, get faster. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. Without a doubt, like you said, I mean, just be able to kind of feel that embrace and be able to know that that's the right place. I mean, whenever God kind of gives you that feeling that this is the right place, I mean, it kind of might be a little hard at the moment to say, well, maybe these options are great too, but if you know it's the right place, there's no other reason to go anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of the schools you might have had visits with were someone like Marquette, USC. Talk about what those schools did bring that you were kind of interested in. Well, uh, Marquette. I, I, I did an unofficial visit there, and the practice was just so intense. Uh, the guys worked so hard. Their worth ethics were crazy. They, the guys were just working so hard. Uh, and then USC, USC is just – I know who they can bring in, who they are going to bring in. Uh, Pac-12, it's it's an okay conference. Uh, it's nothing like the Big Ten, though. Sorry, it's, it's nothing like the Big Ten, but um, – USC is just USC. Like, USC has always been great. It's always going to be known for being good. And uh, I, w- I was going to do my visit there, but they got uh, another recruit, they said, so they didn't let me come on my visit. Same thing with Marquette. But it's all good. I found the home for me. So I, f- I found Illinois, and they're doing better than both those teams right now. So, mm-hmm. No doubt. And so when you first get to embrace them, I mean, who are some of the players on the team right now that you really created a connection with that you enjoyed when you won the visit? Uh, definitely Kofi. Kofi's a funny character. Georgie's a crazy. He's crazy. He's super funny. Just about the whole team, man. It was just, the whole team was funny as heck. They all, I could tell they all wanted me there. They weren't stale. They weren't uh, upset that I was there. 
They weren't jealous at all. They were just showing me a good time. IO was really cool. IO's from Chicago. I have family in Chicago. My dad is from Chicago, so they were chopping it up. And then just just about everyone, you know, I was with them the whole time, and it was just great to be out there. And then, um, I like, on some visits, like, we'd be walking around, and, like, no one would even know who the players are. But at Illinois, everybody's running up to you. Everyone wants to say something to you. There's tons of fans. The fans are crazy. So it's just it was great to be out there. Mm-hmm. And for those that obviously don't know your character, I mean, you obviously always are someone that is energetic. You enjoy it. Yeah, you like having fun. Let's say that. And yeah. to be yeah. around guys that also show the same characteristics are big time. Yeah, for sure. Just just uh, feeling comfortable too. You know, I'd never want to be in a place where I don't feel comfortable, where I can get out my shell. Just feeling comfortable. That's that's a big important part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know you must have been feeling comfortable, obviously, when you had the play. And obviously, Namari stole the ball from Isaiah Todd, and you dunked in. You had a celebration. Talk about what, the, what, what, what went through your mind when you decided to do that. I really don't know what was going through my mind. I, he did it to uh, my teammate first. So I, I, I knew I had to get him back. He did it to my teammate, so I got him back. Sadly, I got, I got a tech, though. It was stupid. So I, got, I, I had to sit out, like, the rest of the quarter. My coach was super mad, but... It did go viral, so at the end of the day, I wasn't that upset. We got the win, too. But, yeah, I just I just did it to get him back because he did it to my teammate first. But they never posted it. <laughs> awesome. But So what's some of the other moves? I mean, obviously, you do a lot of funny stuff before. But talk about what what's some of your favorite or funnest moments so far in your basketball career. Uh, most fun? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's just always I always try to make fun of like everything. Like I, I hate when people are too serious. Like it's just. But I'd say one of the the uh, most memorable moments was last year when we beat Spire. That was that was great. That was crazy in Ohio. Sold out crowd. First loss of their season, giving them their first loss, and then by a big margin too. And then Namari's half court buzzer beater this year. Um. And then playing on ESPN both those times. So I like the one in uh, Boston. That that game was pretty lit too. Yeah, just I try to make the most fun out of every tournament we go on though, or game we play. Anywhere we go, I try to I try to have fun. So yeah. absolutely. So who would you say in the basketball world are some of your like your closest guys or the guys that you've been along with the, the longest? Uh, definitely Will McClendon. Will McClendon, I've been knowing him since forever. Uh, Will McClendon, point guard from Bishop Gorman, uh, UCLA commit. Shout out to him. Uh, Dominic Harris played Dream Vision my first year with him on our 16s, and then this last, the second year I played with him. Now I'm super cool, super funny. We get along. Isaiah Cottrell, me and him are super cool. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with just about everybody. Anybody wants to be cool, but those are some of the top three guys I've been. And then Frankie, I've known Frankie forever. Uh, he's a 916er uh, from Sacramento. I Just about everyone, man. I, I get along with everyone. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And so obviously now, when you your obviously goal eventually is to go to the NBA. So talk about really where do you see your goal and how are you going to get to that point? Um, I really, I really uh, just, just uh, being able to uh, be different and be the size that I am, do the stuff that I can do. I think that's really what where I can separate myself. So working on different things 
that a normal 6'10 uh, man doesn't do, just facilitating, bringing the ball up, doing different things like that. And I think being in the position at Illinois where I can help my team and really showcase what I can do, because honestly, I feel like a lot of people are sleeping. So when I get to college and they're playing me and I'm playing, people are going to start waking up and then uh, hopefully that, that can lead to the NBA one day. Mm-hmm. I know you and I both talked about that, but rankings aren't always accurate. I mean, very rarely the rankings, the rankings are never exactly the way they are eventually than a year after the draft. And seeing a player like you, like you said, you're 6'10", there's nothing on the court you can't do. I mean, I guess you're ranked 137, somewhere between there for all the rankings. But when you go into the college field, I mean, there's not many people that can stay with your height and stay with your ability, which will be an interesting thing to see how you play it, pan out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And before I let you go, I was like wrapping up a couple of different questions. The first one being, who in your life would you say has been your biggest role model? Biggest role model, I say, um, off the court, my dad. He just gives me, he gives me like great advice. He's he plays the game, he played the game, he he knows the game, and he gives me a ton of advice that really not a lot of parents can give because not a lot of these parents nowadays have played and. Some of them are kind of crazy and and the things that they put their kids through and the decisions that they make, but definitely probably my dad. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely having a family that supports your dream and really wants to make sure you get to the point you want is a huge blessing. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. sure. And my last question I was like wrapping up with is how would you say God has helped get you to the point you're at today? Um, Just blessing me with, the opportunity to even play the game and the people that I've met, the coaches that I've met. Um, and like, like I was saying, my parents, my parents, uh, Philippe, our director, he says I hit the lottery with my parents. If it wasn't for my parents, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be here. And uh, the sacrifices they've made and, and God blessing me with what I can do and, the teams and situations he's put me in, it's just, it's been a blessing so far. I, ca- I can't say anything negative about my basketball career. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he always puts people through the highs and the lows that he's always there and just have fallen the path that he wants in store for each one of us. It's always an awesome thing to see how it turns out. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how this basketball stuff works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, appreciate you taking time to come on today, my guy. Obviously, keep doing your thing. I'm prolific. And, you know, I'll be rooting for you at Illinois and from there on out. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, for sure. Uh, No problem, bro. God bless. Yep, you too.